everyone. Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we're here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan, we're not talking about quarterbacks. We're not talking about running backs. We're not talking about wide receivers. And you know, we're not talking about defenses. We're talking about tight ends. I don't know if I'm excited or not. Excited? They're like big humans that run fast. Big, Big humans that run fast. Some of them can speak pretty well, and some of them speak like like robots, like Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, kind of worries me just a little bit whenever he talks. His vocab is limited to about a hundred words. <laughs> just a hundred words, but yeah, we um for today's episode again, we're talking about tight ends. We have intro questions. We have a little segment after about would you rather questions about tight ends. But we will get started with how we get started with most of our recent episodes, and that's reading the tea leaves and Ryan. I heard you have a news headline you wanted to share with the rest of the class. Headlines. I got two of them, right? Yeah. And I'm excited because it's the first time I'm sharing the news headline. Lines, plural. All right. So the first one, Nikhil Harry. (laughs) 2019 first round pick by the Patriots. He formally requests a trade. So his agent requested a trade. So my question to you is, is the culture different now that, Tom Brady is gone and Harry basically just disapproved of Bill Belichick and his whole system and was like, here's the middle finger. I want out. I feel like that's like the first player to do it. I mean, I would. Okay. Well, let's break this down. You're Nikhil Harry. right? <laughs> God. So, so day one of free agency, what do they do? They get, they get John Smith and Hunter Henry, big targets. You're like, okay, that's fine. I'm a wide receiver. They're tight ends. Day two, who do, who do they get? Kendrick Bourne. Uh-huh. Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> now what? Now what? <laughs> now what? Exactly. Now what? So I feel like he thought that his job was was in jeopardy. You know, two days into free agency. I mean, I I see that. I could see why he requested a trade. I also I also heard that. I think what prompted him to request a trade is the fact that the Patriots didn't think he would make the 53-man roster this year. But how did that leak out? Oh, see, I, I <laughs> like just that. heard it from the grapevine, right? <laughs> Some bird came by, whispered in his ear, and he's like, got to get out of here. Yep. So, I okay. mean, I heard that he didn't fit the scheme mm-hmm. in New England. And I also heard, so there, there are two sides to this. One, Nikhil Harry is very talented. Yes. People like Nikhil Harry. Yes. He was just in a bad system. Number two, the type of wide receiver that Nikhil Harry is cannot survive in the NFL level, level, which is just throw it up, catch it, win the one-on-one, barely get separation because of speed. Is and that the, Mike Evans? Like Mike Evans, but also... But Mike Evans bigger. You're right. Mike Evans bigger, but also like Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> ah, but he's not big like Kelvin Benjamin. He's not. So yes. that's why people don't know what Nikhil Harry actually is. Okay, then. So bonus question. Where does he go? Who would trade for Nikhil Harry on top of your head? Because he's asking for a trade, so some team has to want him. Mm-hmm. Or else he's, uh, you know, falling on that depth chart. I heard I heard he's the value for Nikhil Harry right now is a sixth round pick. Okay. I think the Niners can pay for that. And replace Kendrick Bourne with and re- Harry. Replace Kendrick Bourne. I heard apparently Kyle Shanahan wanted to move up in the draft to get Nikhil Harry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They got Debo Samuel. I mean, I think they won that part. So 
But now he gets both. He could. He very much could. Do you have a team in mind for you? No, I, 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 I don't know. I have a bad taste in the kill Harry. Remember last year when Cam Newton started throwing him the ball and everyone was going crazy trying to pick him up on the waiver wire and nothing came out of that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like you. <laughs> no likey to Nikhil Harry. He could go to the Raiders though. He could. I mean, I think he's a good player. It's just from a fantasy perspective, no likey. Mm, that's fair. I, I, I say wherever he goes that it doesn't change his value. You don't draft him and you just, you just have to be wait. the first person to wait for wire. You know, you just got to be lucky like that. All right. The second news headline and the last Aaron Rodgers at the golf tournament at a press conference said, there's a lot of wisdom in silence. Sometimes there's a lot of wisdom in being selective on what you say. The hell is the man saying? <laughs> saying Why is he being so cryptic? He's saying he's gonna he's heading out. <laughs> he's saying, right? But hasn't he but hasn't he been making a lot of noise? Oh true. So it's like, are you trying to say you have no wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> Because he's the one who's been voicing his, uh, you know, his opinions. You're right. Oh, how the turns tables. <laughs> how the turns table. <laughs> oh, man, you're right. I, I mean, is it really his buzz, though? Or is it like the media kind of like exploding everything? And like Potentially the media is exploding everything. I don't know. I don't know why he's just being so crypto or why even bring it up, you know? That's true. Because saying this just adds fuel to the fire. You're right. You're he right. He could have just talked about the weather. He could have talked about anything else. True. But no, has to talk about wisdom and silence. Wisdom and silence. All right. So I have a question on. for you. Oh, a question. Oh. Right now. Right now. Right Would now. you be scared if you got trade to Denver? Uh, no. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'd be scared. The Peyton Manning 2.0. <laughs> I don't like that, man. Because the problem is, is Denver has a team. They just don't have a quarterback. Do you understand? Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy. Noah fan. Uh, there's another guy. There, there's another oh. Hamler. KJ oh. Hamler. Do they still have Deacon uh, Hamilton? I don't know. I don't know, but that's four receivers. Mm-hmm. How many corners on the Raiders can you count? And can you <laughs> name? Not four. <laughs> so we're going to have a damn issue. Oh, man. <laughs> it's no good. But right now, if it's Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, it's okay. They have four receivers. They'll probably only use like two. <laughs> so, uh, so be okay you'll be okay you did mention one tight end Noah fan we'll talk about him today because exactly. we we're talking about tight ends and hopefully we'll, he's on your top 12 list we'll see i i hope so too who knows is he right. yeah so with that being said we'll hop into the intro questions and the first question that we had was to rank our top 12 tight ends um I guess my first question for you, Ryan, is did you just name like one through 12 or did you like put them in tiers or like, how did you do that? I just put it, uh, no tiers, but they're in the order of one to 12. Got it. Got it. Got so it. Got like, it. like good to bad. Good okay. To not bad. bad because it's still top 12, but you get, you get the point. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, take you? it away, Ryan. I, I did. I did tiers. I did. You did um, tiers. I did like, so I did 12, I did 12 tight ends, but I, I ranked and I ranked them in order but I put them in tiers. So I had like a top three, which are like tight ends you would pay the premium for. Then I have solid tight ends, tight ends you can't go wrong with. And I got tight ends. Got it. Okay. So in that case, then maybe I can go first and then you can let me know where they fall in your tier or yes, they line up. Okay. I think, I think we'll agree with the premium tight ends. Number one, Travis Kelsey. 
Yeah. Wait, 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 what was that? No, I was just kidding. Yeah, oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Heart stopped beating. That scared him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, here, my my rationale is this: people complain about KC having too many mouths to feed. But the thing is, with Kelsey, you're not just getting a tight end. You're getting a wide receiver, slot receiver, and tight end all in one. It's like a player that you would, like, create in Madden, but this guy's already built. You just kind of got to draft him in draft. Mm-hmm. He lines up He lines up everywhere. You know, he actually lined up more in the slot and wide receiver combined than in the tight end position. That's, that's pretty wild, right? Exactly. And, and the best part about Travis Kelsey, when was the last time he missed a game? I mean, knock on wood. I, I, I don't, I, knock on I don't have wood knocking your head but yeah I, I don't remember the last time you missed a game like he's so durable like Very he, durable. he does not miss a game and that's why that's why he gets drafts he gets drafted so high um i think i'll talk about it like later on the draft or later on in this podcast but like how early do you take travis kelsey though see that's the problem with him because it's just too expensive for my liking because i'm pretty sure someone's going to throw a third rounder out there for him a third i think he's i think he's going to be a, a a late first, early second. Even earlier. He was well, a top in that case, wide then receiver. Even in that case, then it's way too expensive now because, I mean, I thought about it in the third, and in the third, I only have two running backs because from one round one, round two, and they're, mm-hmm. one of them is probably going to be a bust. So I'm already worrying about my wide receiver position and my backup running backs. I don't have time to worry about a tight end yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, very good point. But at some point, you're going to have to worry. But we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Yeah, talk yeah. about that later. Who is your? That's why we have twelve tight ends here. Uh, only twelve. <laughs> only twelve for twelve teams. For twelve. If you have, if you have a fourteen team league, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Look somewhere else. No, but there's going to be some guy in the league that drafts a second tight end for the flex because oh. the value is there over the potential of a wide receiver. Stability, you know. Very All true. right, number two. I think this is where we disagree, but there will. We still have the three that's in the elite tier. Number two, I have Darren Waller. I agree. I have Darren Waller. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, are, are you lying? No, I'm not. You kind of fooled me earlier. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> and, and then vers- versatility is key here. Again, he's like a mini version of Kelsey in terms of where he can line up. He lined up like 600 times-ish in the tight end position and another 300 in the slot or outside. So he can play every position besides running back. And uh, I put him a little bit higher than Kittle because also knock on wood, I don't remember the last time he was injured. Knock on knock on wood, yes. yes. And he, yeah. he just plays. And I trust him a little bit. I trust Derek Carr just a little bit more right now than Jimmy G or Trey Lance. Not saying that Derek Carr is going to be better at the end of their careers, but it's just right now Derek Carr is a little more proven than the other two. I I cannot agree with you with you more, honestly. And I think the key thing about Darren Waller versus George Kittle, and I think we we know George Kittle is number three. Darren Waller, you know he's the number one guy, and you know if the Raiders are behind, if they're going to throw the ball, they're looking at Darren Waller's way. And it's only going to Darren Waller. It's only going to Darren Waller. Remember the when game he, where he had like 18 targets or 20? Yeah, that was against the Jets, right? That was against yeah. like, that's insane. Jesus. So, and that's that's our point, because you have George Kittle, and yeah, he, he'll get you those eight receptions for 100 yards, but the 49ers like to spread the ball. That's like their yeah. thing. They don't I mean, they, they barely have a true number one wide receiver because they that's their philosophy. They don't need a true number one. They have 1.5s. Mm-hmm. Aaron Waller is that true, that true number one target. Yeah. They bring the targets. He's a playmaker. They finally look at him in the end zone, which is nice for once because that was a problem two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
Gruden's Gruden's improving, and I I, I like that, and that's why you. you know Darren Waller goes up a little bit. Thank you. All right, number three, George Kittle. I think he will bounce back from his injury, and it's just here. Here's the common question that I think we'll see with all the other tight ends: is their suspect QB situation, where it's kind of like the talent at tight end is there, but the QB is what's holding them back. We don't know how they'll perform, and I think Kittle. His situation is not nearly as suspect as like other situations, but it's still a slight question mark because who's starting for them? Could be a rookie QB, could be Jimmy G, who's injury prone. But the the, the talent's there. It's just so the talent's there. That's why he's ranked number three for me. I think no matter who's throwing him the ball, he's just too good. I just I just don't think. I mean, CJ Beathard was throwing to him. Very true. Very true. So I mean, and, and Nick Mullins, big dick Nick. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> I mean, George Kittle is QB proof in my opinion. I mean, again, but again, it's just the system that he's in knocks him down just a little bit for me. And it's coming from a 49ers fan. But yeah, Got that's it. all I had in like the premium tight ends. It was just those three. My number four guy, Mark Andrews. Ooh. Uh, when is a tight end ever the primary target for a QB? Yeah, well, and Mark Andrews is somehow Lamar Jackson's favorite target. Because <laughs> you don't know, usually only see quarterbacks throw to a wide receiver or something, you know? Mm-hmm, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I I put on the big boy pants, and I put Mark Andrews as five on my list. Wow. So okay. do you know who's number four? Kyle Pitts. That's Kyle Pitts. You put, You really put on the big boy pants. I put on the big boy pants. That's like the biggest gamble. On this whole list yeah jesus christ i mean i'm not saying i i draft him at, at, <laughs> at tight end four but you I'm think saying, he'll perform like a tight end four yeah i'm yeah we'll, we'll talk about kyle pitts later but yeah i think he his his ceiling is tight end four yeah and i think his his floor is what tight end eight nine maybe but the downsides are this he's a rookie that's number one number two matty ice is throwing him the ball and number three, Julio Jones is gone. So it's kind of like with Matt Ryan, do you trust him or do you, do you, or do you not? I think that's personal opinion. And with Julio Jones gone, it's kind of like all eyes are on Calvin Ridley or Kyle Pitts. So for sure, the, the double coverages are coming to Kyle Pitts. True. But I mean, the flip on the flip side, the guy could be the next Shannon Sharp. He really so could. Him. That's, that's yeah. the upside. Mm-hmm. All right. Kyle Pitts at five? I Kyle Pitts at five. Mark right. Andrews at four, but I was a little hesitant to put Mark Andrews at four because my biggest knock on him was, uh, he's like, he's not consistent with his points, man. True. Like there will be weeks where he'll put up less than like four points mm-hmm. and then you'll cry on Monday morning. Cause you lost you as Mark Andrews. You know, he got like two targets. He pooped the bed. Yeah. Yeah. My question it. is, um, so they drafted Rashad Bateman. If I'm not mistaken. Baltimore did. In the first round yes he is a big target red zone red zone mark andrews was a red zone threat mm-hmm. is there any are you worried just a little bit not at all or you think because mark andrews is like the true number one target doesn't matter i think it's tough because the past two years mark andrews was lamar jackson's favorite target he ended a tight end five and a tight end six for in the last two seasons respectively. So I feel like it's a little different in Baltimore, unless somehow Lamar Jackson starts trusting, trusting Rashad Bateman. Uh, 
Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number six on your list, Ryan. TJ Hawkinson. I had TJ Hawkinson at six yes. as well. And I put him behind Pitts purely because of the upside and potential Pitts has. Because I think the sta- the more stable one is Hawkinson because you know what he can do. But the other knock on him is the downgrade at QB going from Matthew Stafford to Jared Goff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's going to be rough watching TJ Hawkinson play. But he will he will definitely, definitely bring value in terms of where he's going to be on the field. I feel yeah. like he's going to be great. I mean, he's he's the only receiving target, to be real. That is true. So that's where it's kind of like the main question is like, can the Dan Campbell offense kind of get it going when we can only name four to five players on that whole roster? A little scary. We can only hope. But yeah, that's that was my tight end six as well. And now tight end seven. Dallas Goddard. I have Dallas Goddard as well. Yes. I didn't say Goddard or is it Goddard? I think it's Goddard. Goddard. Just forget the silent E. Goddard. Okay. And I think he'll be the next Zach Ertz because, or maybe even better than Zach Ertz because he might come without the injuries. Maybe. Mm, Fair. Yeah. I know. It's, it's really interesting because like, what was it? Nick Foles. And I'm going to throw this name back. Was it Brett Selleck? The Brett or Brent? The I don't know. One of the Selleck brothers, right? Yes. Yeah. And then Carson Wentz comes in. It's Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. And now it's um Jalen Hurts. And yeah. will it be Dallas Goddard? I, I think, think it will. will. Yeah. It's going to be the Devonta Smith and Dallas show. Ooh. If Jalen Hurts can get it together. If he can. can show that he can get it done. Ooh. I, you, okay. you brought up Devonta Smith. And apparently he looks really good in camp. Do you He's very small. He's very photo of him. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you think we're undervaluing him? We didn't talk about him at all. I think we kind of forgot about him. I I agree. But I think we forgot about him, not because of his talent. It was just because where he landed. Fair. Fair. But there's also like critics on his size because he is very small. Mm, Fair. I mean, do, do you like him? I mean, imagine if Urban Meyer saw him. My God. <laughs> he won't even let him get on the field. Yeah, it's a no-no for him. But I mean, like, I mean, he might be the number one target in Philly. I can see him. As I think he will. Flex. Yeah. He's a good flex. If you really yeah. think about it. So very true. Just because you brought up his name, I just realized that. But yeah, that sorry. Dallas Goddard, very good tight end. Number two target. Um, Again, he doesn't have to fight for any any targets anymore because that's what he had to do with Zach Ertz lurking around in the in the shadows. But now that he wants out, it's the Dallas Goddard show, like what you said. But it's very crazy because Zach Ertz not even out yet. Mm-hmm. He still hasn't found a place to go. <laughs> so this whole conversation could be really different if somehow Ertz can't find a way out and no one can, like, can agree on a deal to sign him and stuff like that. Then it, you know, Dallas Goddard might be, you know, back down the list. Ooh, you know, we should really revisit some of these, like at the like, like in a month or so, because I feel I mean, like... there might be some changes. But yeah, um, before we dig in too deep about that, we'll we'll move on. We have tight end eight. I got Higby, Tyler Higby, from your division rival, the L.A. Rams. <laughs> you don't like it. You you don't like this pick. Is he even on your list? So he's not on my top 12 what 
there's two things going for Higby. Mm-hmm. New QB, mm-hmm. and it's an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yes, Stafford. Mm-hmm. Gerald Everett is gone. Higby is the main guy. He's mm-hmm. the only guy at tight end. Mm-hmm. What's it's, not to like, it, right? it's blue skies. And I will mention how I feel about him in a later question. Ah, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, I... I... I'm keeping notes on, on Tyler Higby, but yeah. Okay, so do you want me to just keep going and then you just talk about the ones that I missed or? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, next up. I don't think you like this one, but Logan Thomas. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why you hate him so much. He finished as a, he finished as a top five tight end last year, man. Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he, and he has a better QB throwing to him. Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. Magic, mm-hmm. whatever, Walmart, Conor McGregor, whatever you want to call him. But he, <laughs> there's no more Dwayne Haskins or mm-hmm. Heineke, you know, whatever, you know, messing up the QB position. It's Fitzpatrick. He's not the best, not the worst. He's average. He'll get the ball to Logan Thomas. There's stability at the position now. And he's the only guy that's quote unquote proven in the t- on the tight end depth chart. That's fair. Okay. I have my feelings about Logan Thomas. I'll, I'll save them okay. for okay. when I go down the rest of my list. You finish off your list, though, Ryan. So at number 10, I got Robert Tanya, Baby Kittle. Ah, Baby Kittle. Okay. Is he on your list? He is. Ah, good, good. Okay. So I had him in fantasy last year, and I like him. Uh, the only concern I have for him is he's on a team that likes to make use of their third, fourth, fifth, and sixth string wide receivers. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Aaron Rodgers will throw to MBS. Equinius St. Brown, I think I botched his name, and make a no-namer a name you'll know. Mm. You know so uh, you cannot trust Baby Kittle to get all the targets. Very fair. So similar to Mark Andrews here, I'm scared for the weeks where, where he'll only score you like six points or barely six points. Fair. But he'll, he'll have his weeks, though. Number 11, I got Noah Fant. Is he on your list? Yep. Good. Talent is there, just the surrounding cast is a little questionable. Mm-hmm. And at 12, John New Smith. Mm-kay. You don't have John New Smith. I don't have John New Smith. And here is he's faster and he's stronger than Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what's funny? The more I think about this, I think he's going to be the tight end on my top 12. This might be a complete bust. <laughs> But I have a weird, I have a weird gut feeling that he'll be a bust. But who knows? He might have his year this year. That's why I have my number twelve. Got you, got you. All right. To round off my list, number seven was the seven. No, it was eight. Three, yeah, eight. I had Noah Fant. Okay, okay. I'm a believer in this offense. I I do believe in Drew Locke. What? Just needs to you, be just, you just dogged on Drew Locke like a few weeks ago. I dogged on Drew Locke a few <laughs> weeks ago. I'm all in. I'm just kidding. I'm not all in. But I, I think, again, we'll talk about Noah Fant. Another question. But yeah, I have him at seven. Number eight, okay. Mike Gesicki. What? You still believe? You, you got him last year and you still believe him? Yeah. believe in him this year? Tua takes a jump. Okay. All right. Okay. Number 10. Logan Thomas had to include him because again, yes. like what you said, he was a top five tight end. Is he outside my top 12? No. I, um, I know you don't like him on your list. What do you have against him? What just, did he do to you? He just gives me Terrell Pryor vibes, bro. What better? One good 1,000 yard season. Okay. All right. And then what happened his sophomore year? Lost it. So you're not going to draft him? No, I'm not going to draft Logan Thomas. Okay. Number 11 had Robert Tunyon. Okay. 
And number 12, uh, Robert Tunyon, same reason as you. Um, my only concern is he got a little, he went a little ham on the, on the, on the touchdowns last year. Now, I don't know Very if, he'll, if he'll continue that. He's a little touchdown dependent. Exactly. And that's, that was my concern. So if like, if the targets don't increase, then his value kind of just goes down because I feel like his touchdowns go down, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. And number 12 is not John U. Smith. It's Irv Smith. Oh, Irv Smith on the Vikings. <laughs> on the Vikings. Yes, Irv Smith. Um, I, I, I'm surprised. I think he, no one's not really talking about Irv Smith that much. And Kyle Rudolph is gone. This is an offense that, is that will pass. Terrible. I'll pass a good amount. I think they'll play from behind a good amount too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can't run with Dalvin Cook every play. There's some high hopes for Irv Smith, and I feel like he could be pretty sneaky near the end of drafts. But yeah. So was Kyle Rudolph's disappointing season last year because of his own regression or the way they used the way the they tight end? I think the way they used them. They so kinda... wouldn't that problem be the same here when if you insert Irv Smith? Well, instead of splitting instead of splitting seven targets among two tight ends, you're splitting seven right. targets among one tight okay, end. I see what you mean now. Okay, okay. I like that. But yeah. Um do you want to go on to the next question, Ryan? Yes. The next section is your surprise pick for a tight end that can finish as a top five tight end this year. Who do you have? I had three. You had three? I had one. Yeah, I kind of went a little ham on this question. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. Let's start start it off. Let's go. All right. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to just rip three names and hopefully one of them is it's yours. Fine. Number one, TJ Hawkinson. No, oh, he's shaking his head. No, I just wanted to say about TJ Hawkinson. Now I'm going to go in depth with all these players. If there's one thing Jared Goff can do right, it's throw to his tight ends. Now I'm going to break this down even more. Who is Detroit Lions offensive coordinator now? Anthony Lynn. The Who was Anthony Lynn's tight end? Hunter Henry. Okay. TJ Hawkinson has improved dramatically each year. I don't see why he can't take the year three jump. This could be the year that he plays all 16 games. That would be phenomenal. I could see him sneaking in and being the fourth best tight end, passing okay. by Mark Andrews. Solely based on the fact that it's Anthony Lynn. If Anthony Lynn uses him well, but I mean, TJ Hawkinson is the guy. Okay. He's a first round pick too. I mean, like the talent was there out of college. Mm-hmm. He has translated most of it to the NFL level. He will be the featured target in my opinion, so... I don't see a problem with him. Very true. He was drafted, I think, number eight overall or something. Yeah, exactly. Who's your second guy? Noah Fant. No, he's not my guy. Yeah. I say Noah Fant, and he only acknowledges the first two letters. And no. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Stop it. No. If Drew Locke plays just a bit better, Noah Fant can, can take that jump. Okay. I don't think it's Noah Fant. Like we mentioned with Aaron Rodgers, right? It's the quarterback play that's limiting Noah Fant. Noah Fant has had some health concerns. I feel like he can stay healthy, very similar to TJ Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if Drew Locke doesn't hit, you just pray that Teddy B will. God. Okay. Okay. I, I, I like this. I like Noah Fant here because it's it's like a, in the surprise pick category, and it's not like a lock that Noah Fant will be a top five tight end type of deal exactly you know? exactly okay and your the third last, guy Zerv smith 
No, no. No, man, come on! Okay, I'm a... You gotta think about this, though. He's the third receiving option on this team. Yes, they don't throw the ball that much. I totally understand that, but I I brought up the point. They'll play from behind. They have to throw the ball if they play from behind. Exactly, exactly. They will not get burned twice. They're going to double cover Justin Jefferson. Okay. Again, passing offense. He averaged only numbers I'm going to throw at you. Five targets a game over his past four games, and that was with Kyle Rudolph. And he okay. averaged about 50 yards per game. He also had four touchdowns over his last four games. So Wasn't they, Irv Smith drafted pretty high or no? He was a second-round pick two years ago. Okay, that's not bad. That's pretty Not high. bad, exactly. And he's the number one guy now. He's the number one tight end. They will design plays for this guy now because he's the featured tight end. Very true. So that's why I have high hopes for Irv Smith. Again, he's like my shot in the dark, top five, but I it could happen. I feel like kind of sold me on Irv Smith because you can probably get him for cheaper for sure in the draft. Mm-hmm. You just exactly. got to find a spot to get him. <laughs> exactly. So my guy is the guy you shook your head uh, about earlier who's not on your top 12 list, and it's Tyler Higby once again. Okay. And... Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm just fighting for this guy at this point. Uh, I don't know if this is much of a surprise, but I think Higby could really play the role of TJ Hawkinson for Matthew Stafford. Stafford used Hawkinson in Detroit. Now he can use Higby. They're basically built the same. They're off by about an inch and a few pounds. Hawkinson runs a 4.7. Higby runs a 4.8. Both their names start with an H. I and and a T and I just realized and a T not just an H. So I think Higby could put up decent numbers this year. That that's that's my take on it. Let's move on to the next question. Okay. You don't like it. All right. A tight end that is outside of your top 12 that has the potential to finish as a top 12 tight end. Tyler Higby. Okay, okay, okay. so you did have a spot for him. He okay. was tight. Yeah, he was he was tight end 13 for me. Got it. Got it. Okay, so we're not too far off on where we think Tyler Higby will be. I really don't think so. And I Okay. You honestly told me that I should probably bump him into the top 12, but I didn't want to remove the problem was I didn't want to remove someone from the top 12. I, I, like I, see that. Okay. I, I wrote like a whole paragraph on Irv Smith. You know, I can't just be like, oh yeah, Tyler Higby. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. But then now I have to find a spot for Irv Smith. <laughs> yeah. Sneaky, sneaky Tyler Higby. In some in some rankings, he's tight end 16. 16. Okay. 16. Personally, if you don't trust tight ends 9 through 12, Tyler Higby should be on your bench. You should draft him as your second tight end because mm-hmm. he can really be a very good tight end this year. Like what you mentioned, Matthew Stafford, new quarterback. Probably going to use him the same way he used TJ Hawkinson. Very good replacement. People are concerned. Oh, no, the Rams have too many weapons. Well, guess what? Matthew Stafford had Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, and he still made T.J. Hawkinson relevant. Very true. And, I mean, another thing, sorry, sorry, sorry to, like, interrupt, but I just realized Tyler Higby is much taller than every other receiver on the Rams because Cooper Cup is, like, what, around six feet? Yeah. Same with Robert Woods. This, uh, I think the name slipped. Tyler Higby, he's, like, 6'6". Yeah, so he's, he's like the, the the one big guy on that team, and he will be used just like that. He's the big guy, so yeah. 
I know he was injured for a good portion last year, but he's going under the radar for now. Yeah. I could definitely see him having so much value this year, though. All right. My guy was uh, Hunter Henry. Hmm. Because I didn't add him in my top 12, but I think he could be in the top 12. I think he could be the guy in New England rather than uh, Johnny Smith or over Johnny Smith because you literally do not know what's going to happen in that offense. You can place your money on who you think will be the Rob Gronkowski and who will be the Aaron Hernandez. I think that's why they have two tight ends. So their offense reminds me of the 2011-ish Patriots. You have a speedy guy in Aguilar on the outside and two solid tight ends and Mac Jones trying to be Tom Brady. It can go terribly wrong or terribly well. Who knows? That's why I think it's either Hunter Henry or John Smith. I think at least one of them has to break out. There's no way both of them are duds. I mean, with all those weapons, I mean, that offense has to be killer, doesn't it? Ah, uh, yes. Huh. Huh, huh, huh. Oh, you and your puns. God, you're getting haunted, buddy. Uh, <laughs> all right. With the door closed tonight. Got yeah. to lock it, too. You just close it. All right. <laughs> Next segment. A tight end that you plan to avoid in fantasy football this year. Please tell me you have the same guy. For me, it's Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Fuck up this guy tell, and tell everyone else 10 minutes later, I'm going to avoid him. Yeah. He's top four on my list, but uh, you know, that, that's actually the analysis. He's top four on my list, but people see him just as high. And I see it, but I'm scared. I'm nervous about him and where he is being drafted. He has the potential. He has the potential to be like Kittle or Waller or Mark Andrews. But guess what? He also has the potential to be like Noah Fant or TJ Hawkinson their first year. Very true. That's what scares me. The range of possibilities are just too high for me. And if you look at where he's being drafted, rounds like three through five, it's too rich for my blood. It's too it, it's too much of a risk. Exactly. Because the thing is, you don't know what you're going to get out of this guy, and you're throwing a three to round five pick on him. You can get someone else that's more solid. Go get Chris Carson. Okay. Go get Chris Carson. That's yeah. That's exactly what I'm trying. Get get yourself Keenan Allen or something like that. Like you don't have to risk everything for Kyle Pitts. There Very are twelve true. decent tight ends. Oh, I'll probably put you give you between seven to ten points. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't need a tight end to give you 24 points unless you know for a fact that they will. And the only the only three tight ends I could think of that will do that is Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and George Kittle. And that's why you draft them earlier. You don't know that about Kyle Pitts. He hasn't played a single snap in the NFL level. Can't agree more. My guy, Evan Ingram. Hmm. I and I put him on this list is because the reason why is I never draft him and I never will unless something drastically changes. I watch other people in our league draft him, and I know you you know who it is. There's one guy in our league that likes Evan Ingram, and every time he gets drafted, I, I just sit back with a smile because the guy I actually want is dropping one spot closer to me. And I, I think that the problem with Ingram is that, like, the guy in your league drafts him, and then he just never has a season that is not disappointing. Fair. Like, my question to you in the last 17 games, right? In last season, guess how many games he had where he scored more than 10 points? And by more than 10 points, I mean more than 10, but he hasn't unlocked level 11 yet. So it's 10 points something. I'm going to guess one. Two. Two games. 
I don't understand why people keep drafting Evan Ingram. Maybe this is the year where he starts falling, but every year there's he, this guy gets drafted. Yep. And it also doesn't help that Kenny Galladay is there and Kadarius Tony's on the roster too now. See, Ryan, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you. You know, I used to be the person putting on the the white paint and the the red nose. Looking the clown, like a clown, the clown drafting, drafting Evan Ingram. But, you know, this year I retired. I retired being a clown. No, but you didn't do it last year. It was the other guy. Oh, no. I'm not going to name any names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, yeah. Oh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. Hi, Evan Ingram, man. I'm, I'm retiring as an Evan Ingram clown. I'm not trusting him. I am not glad. at all. I am not glad. at all. But, yeah. So uh, this is one last question before we move on to the last segment, which is would you rather – so what is one tip you have for drafting tight end this year? Okay. My tip. There are 12 decently usable tight ends. Okay. You pick who you trust and you draft them at where they're projected. God. Jesus. You want okay. Kelsey and you're scared of all the other tight ends? You better have you have to pay a top 10 overall. Top want, 10, not even a second round pick? Top 10, top 15. Okay, okay. You like Waller or Kittle? Goodbye to your potential RB2 or wide receiver one. God. For the tight end position, you need to stick with your philosophy and follow through because this happens. This happened to me in a couple of years. You're like, okay, I'm going to draft Kittle. Then you're like, nah, it's okay. I'll, I'll hold off. Then you're like, oh, okay, Mark Andrews on the board. Nah, it's okay. I'll pass on Mark Andrews. The tight end board's so good. Okay. Then you see Mike Gesicki, and you're like, mm, I don't know about Mike Gesicki. There's still Rob Gronkowski is still there. Then they go Gesicki and Rob Gronkowski. Now you're left picking between Austin Hooper and Eric Ebron. Now what? You're right. You're right. Now what? So don't do that. Don't be stuck with Austin Hooper and Eric Ebron. Stick with your tight end. Ride with them. If you don't, if you don't trust that tight end, we gave you very good options. We gave you Hunter Henry and Tyler Higby as backup tight ends that you can store on your bench. Ryan, what is your tip? My tip could be viewed as like, you know, the devil on your other shoulder telling you don't do what the hell he's just said. Because my tip is that it's similar to yours. Because because we talked about it before. There's going to be a huge, big drop-off in stability and talent with the tight end group. You have your top three, like we said. And after that, it's a drop-off to the average guys. And after that, it's a drop-off to the guys that you should not roster in your team, but you kind of have to because you need to fill in the tight end spot. So if you want a top tier guy, go with what RJ said, take one early. But my philosophy this year for, for you is probably just go with the flow of the draft because I think once a tight end gets picked, it's going to start a tight end train usually. Mm-hmm. And if the, the elite tiers, the three guys in the elite tier is too rich for you, just wait for those three guys to be gone. Wait for someone else to trigger the, the, the guys that are average, so-called average, and then start picking a tight end, wherever that may be. Mm, exactly. I think just go with the flow and just let other people decide where the tight end should be taken. Mm. You better hop on that wagon because that wagon's not stopping. It's not. That, it's not going to stop. <laughs> because if – and even if you wait, you might get, like, the end of it because other people are going to pick the tight ends all before you. And then at that point, you're kind of just dipping your hands in a pile of poop looking for gold. Exactly. And not even gold because it's not, it's just, it's, you're just looking for a starting quality player that you probably cannot get. 
and won't get laughed on mm-hmm. on Tuesdays when you lose. But that's it for the tight end questions. I now have a fun little segment for Ryan. He doesn't know what this is. I don't. It's called Would You Rather? Okay, and, that part I knew. Yes. <laughs> and it's related around the tight end, the tight end position. And what it is, is because there's only 12, 15-ish, I give you different drafting scenarios. So I give you this or that. And you have to pick okay. which you rather have these two players or those two players. Oh, I like that. Where okay. they got drafted. Very creative. So, so I'll give you one example. This is question number one. Would you rather draft Darren Waller and Debo Samuel or Dallas Goddard and Keenan Allen? Oh, God. Goddard and Keenan Allen. That's your final answer. That's my final answer because of how much I hyped Brandon Ayuk up. <laughs> there's no way I, I can live with their secondary guy, Debo Samuel. There's no way. How about you? I have to go with Darren Waller and Debo Samuel. I, I saw that coming. You love Waller. I, I love Waller so much. Goddard just Keenan Allen's health worries me. But you just, know he's going to be a target for Herbert. You know. I know. I, I know. But, you know, I also know he can tear his ACL, get lacerated kidneys for his back. Now, I don't know why it happens every time I have Keenan Allen and he's healthy the years I don't have Keenan Allen. But it's, fine. it's okay. He'll be healthy this year because I'll, I'll, I'll take that in Dallas. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Number two. Would you rather draft George Kittle and Devonta Smith or Noah Fant and Justin Jefferson? Kittle and Smith. I think, I think I'll go with reliability and Kittle. Uh-huh. And like we said earlier, we don't talk about Devonta Smith enough. I'll just I'll take a flyer on the guy. You know, he might be good. And what's funny? What? I pick Noah Fant and Justin Jefferson. Why? I'm taking the flyer on Noah Fant, and I think Justin Jefferson is going to be great. Well, yeah, Justin Jefferson is going to be the same, but that is true. You did believe in Drew Locke. That's probably why you're going with Noah I Fant. I do kind of believe in Drew Locke, yeah. But okay. all right, we got two more. I think you're going to like this one. We got Mark Andrews and Henry Ruggs. No, give me the other duo. Or Robert Tunyon and Jamar oh. Chase. Oh. And who? Jamar Chase. God Dang it, man. I made these hard for a reason, Ryan. Can I just tell you the pros and cons and you choose? Yeah, that's fair. Break okay, so with the first one is Ruggs and Andrews. The problem with Andrews is that, like I said earlier, he's going to have games where he scores you nothing. I can't live with that. But I do believe in Ruggs. So that's why I believe, I mean, that's the plus side for that and the downside. The plus side and the downside for Jamar Chase and... Who's the tight end? Robert Tunyon. Is Tunyon has the same problem as Mark Andrews. Like I said earlier, he's going to give you those dud. Like he was, he'll give you less than five points in one week and you're just going to hate yourself. But Jamar Chase though, I think that's pretty spicy. It's pretty spicy. Um, if I were to choose, I would go with God. I'll just take Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase and Robert Tunyon. I take, I take Jamar Chase and Robert Tunyon too. Just I think it's just Jamar Chase is carrying 
that team. I think he's carrying. Yeah, the problem is with Ruggs that I think he will carry, but in the case that he does not, they're just not going to rely on him because they have other players to rely on, like Brian Edwards, Darren Waller, you know. Like, Henry Ruggs can be replaced in that offense. That's true. Henry Ruggs could be... Yeah, that's true. And then Mark Andrews can't carry a team. You know what exactly. I'm but Jamar Chase, on the other hand, they lost AJ Green. You know, they they need a guy to come in to replace players. So they're going to rely on Jamar Chase. Exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, last last one. one. And this one, I think, is probably the most spicy. Okay. It is Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Oh, I, like, I like that stack already. Or George Kittle. And Nick Chubb. Ooh. <laughs> Kelsey and Hill, dude. Really? You know I love Hill. Oh, you like you like Tyreek Hill. Hey, I follow him on my Instagram. I watch his vlogs. It's great, man. Do you I, oh, sorry. Huh? You keep going. Keep going. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, he jumps very high. Very high. Very high for a 5'10", man. Very high. He's very good at basketball as well. Oh, yeah, I saw his video today. Oh, yes, yes, yes. A little scary. (laughs) Tyreek Hill, man, like, the guy, the guy's great, man. He lives on a property with turtles, like, just wild turtles. (laughs) I don't know where they come from, but just wild. A cheetah living with turtles. I never would have guessed. I'm sorry, we have to call him, we have to respect his wishes and call him cheetah. (laughs) You're right. So I want cheetah and Kelsey because that offense is just too great, man. You're not worried that they'll split targets? Who cares? They split targets. They'll, they'll both still find a way to score. Mm, that's very that's very true. That's the thing. It's a high scoring offense. The <laughs> other the, the the other duo you gave me was Kittle and Chubb. See, I don't trust the Browns. I don't so fully my- trust the Browns. They have Kareem Hunt there, and uh, Kittle. As good as Kittle is, there's still that injury factor to him and the, the quarterback situation. So that's why I think I'll just go with the stack. So my, my, my question for you, would you draft Kelsey one Hill two round, round one, round two, or would you rather have Kittle two or Chubb two Kittle three rounds two and three? Oh, okay. Oh, see, if you put in the value, then yeah, I I'd probably go with, Kittle and Chubb. So it frees up my round one slot for a different yeah. running back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Would you do yeah. that? I would. I would. But what I just realized now is that I just lost my train of thought. But so you would go two and three. So who would you draft in round one then? Another quarter or another running back? You'd probably be another running back. Yeah. Okay. So you missed out on wide receivers. Oh, well. That is true. That, that's, that's not bad of a see, but the thing is it sucks because when you put value into these, where, where, where you can pick them and stuff, then it starts changing the answer. But if you're just like, Oh, Hill and Kelsey or Chubb and Kittle, then it's like kind of easy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I mean, like that also shouldn't like shy you away from like Kelsey and Hill, because you know, like, I know this is like digging way too deep, but the next time you, the next, like what round three and four, Chris Carson and Josh Jacobs might be on the board still. Oh, I like those two players. And you like those two players, right? So, you know, maybe Kelsey and Hill at one and two isn't the worst thing in the world. Chris Carson looks jacked. I don't know if you've seen his Instagram videos. Yeah, very, very big for a running back. 
You said Rashad Penny Hushi. <laughs> Hushi. Oh God, dude, you you're gonna get haunted tonight, and you'll get hunted down by Rashad Penny. Good luck, sir. You just run faster than him. He's gonna trip and hurt his knee again. <laughs> you're really asking for it. <laughs> I really. <laughs> And that's where we're going to end off today's episode. I'm done talking before I get beat up. All right. So, yeah, that's too late. But to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. May the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we talk about who you should draft in each of the first 10 rounds since we keep wanting to select players two rounds after where everyone else wants to take them. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.